Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yo, 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 what's popping? You kicking it with the coldest podcast in the world. I'm your co-host, B. Jones, a.k.a. Bolo. And you know when I'm pulling up to the porch, I can't pull up without my dog. Yes, sir. It's your boy, D. Nail, a.k.a. Big Smitty, a.k.a. D. Nice. And where we at again, Bolo? You already know we in the place to be. So go ahead and grab you a friend, grab you a drink, because this is the porch. Porch. What's up, my guy? How you doing? Man, blessed and highly favored, man. Another day. That I can touch touch ground, bro. It's just another blessing, man. How about yourself? The same here, but you, you come on the porch preaching. I love it. Hey, you I love. love it. Hey, look, I'm feeling it. Look, I felt it. I felt it when I when I when I came downstairs. I'm like, I feel it in my in my in my spirit. So yeah. it's just talking, you know. And we got a special guest on, so Very it's only right. Yes, Very special guest, right. man. And this is a first for the porch. We've never had a champion, a world a champion, champion on the porch of the though. world, though. <laughs> Not just the city, Craig. The, the world, world, Craig. So I'm going to go here. We got to go here without further ado. We have one of the best boxers in the game with an 11 and one record. She has knockout power in her left and her right. Originally from Fremont, Ohio, fighting out of Detroit in the new WBC IBO super featherweight champion of the world, Alicia, the bomb, bomb gardener. How you doing? Okay. I'm doing great. Doing great. Feeling amazing. Blessed. Um, Just, you know, happy to be here yeah absolutely yeah. well welcome we definitely are, are very happy to have you and i i know our fans and our listeners is definitely gonna uh be in for a treat so sweet for sure for sure well let's get straight to it alicia i mean obviously i know you're probably still sitting on a high um these last few weeks i'm assuming it's probably been crazy how is i guess things been different how are you feeling since you've uh officially you've been the super featherweight champion of the world Yeah, you know, things have just been moving along, just, you know, just a little more busier. You know, I knew that um, becoming a world champion was going to require a lot of my attention. And I love it, though. I love being able to go to the different fights and just be in the boxing atmosphere and just really just keep showing, you know, the boxing world and just the world period that, you know, who Alicia is and why women are just killing it in the game right now. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a blessing. I love it, man. So tell me that, like, how did you feel when you first heard in the new? Like, I'm just trying to put myself in into your mm-hmm. into your body and being being in that moment and like hearing those words after all the hard work, the sweat and tears. I know you've been through injuries, and we'll talk about that as we go. To be in that moment to hear those words, like describe that feeling to us. That feeling is like is just top tier it's like i tell people when when women have babies like you remember that moment like Mm, winning a world champion you remember that moment and honestly when i hit her in in the fourth round and i knew she was slept on her feet i just told my i did it like right there i told myself and the new and man that feeling was amazing like i felt like such a relief you know, you work so hard to get to that point, uh, you know, day after day, grind after grind. And so, like, it was just a big release, like, man, like a big breath, like, man, I did it, like, <laughs> world champion. 
Right, mm-hmm. right. And I'm glad you mentioned, man. Why why did you hit Terry so damn hard? <laughs> I, I was like, I was doing straight my leg, research. though. She had the straight legs. Straight leg hit her. And she I I haven't seen someone get like she was stuck in the stuck. air. Stuck. No, like, she was if, stuck. If you would have really came in, like the ref didn't jump in, it could have got you was about to no, hook her. Was, you was about to get her again. <laughs> no, she was about to be on the canvas, though. That's, yeah. that's what's gonna happen. But you know, for me, it is I don't know how to hit soft. So everything, mm. everything is thrown with intent, you know. Um, and that's just how it how it played out. Would you say you're the hardest hitter uh in your in your class, in your weight class? Yeah, I definitely say I'm the the hardest hitting um women's boxer at 130. I love for it. sure. Nice. So um I'm I'm excited just because. I don't know any boxers. Like I don't have any friends that are boxers and I don't know any professionals that's boxers. So I'm just going to pick your brain on a lot of things that I've been sitting on probably since I was 12 years old, just about just professional boxing. Right. But um, one of the things that is more prevalent now is just social media. Right. So you got a lot of non boxers getting into boxing. You got a lot of people um, transitioning from, you know, MMA and things like that. So a couple questions surrounding that, I guess, uh, does it take away from the sport that people who are, I guess, quote unquote, non-professional boxers stepping into the ring? Does that take away from the sport or does it add to maybe the visibility to the sport? I would say, you know, there's a, a balance between, the, you know, both. But I think it takes away just it's really the respect that I look at. It kind of mm. takes away the respect that boxers actually work hard for to have those great paydays to get on TV. Um, it's kind of like just kind of disrespectful because, you know, you have, you know, YouTubers coming up who can just get a million dollar payday. And it's like, damn, for the ones working just to get on TV or just to get a good payday, it's like, damn, we really working our ass off. Right. And like, you look at these people, but again, with those people having those platforms, make sure you put the boxers on, you know, make sure you're, you know, showing love to them because again, you got to, to do that. You got to respect the sport and respect the fighters who actually fighting you know that's how i look at it and i'm and i'm right with you um with that i'm 100 percent uh giving the same it's like you gotta you gotta pay homage to the people who you know live and breathe it right um and i'm not saying that you know those those you know social media influencers are people who want to be boxers i mean you're practicing you're practicing the craft you know you're a boxer but uh people who come in come in to do it like you've been doing it since you were eight years old you know you live and breathe that sport you know so you want you want that respect you want that just doing for people to just not really have you know a name in boxing come in and throw their name on a um you know pay-per-view channel and they're getting paid all this money it's kind of like they're putting themselves in front of you know everybody who's really been putting the, the boots on the ground to make a name for themselves so um exactly. i totally understand that there so um along with mma right so i see a lot of people you know trying mma and fighting in the ring i guess has that ever been a thought for you to either you know maybe get in the pentagon or fight somebody from the pentagon in the ring yeah you know i'm not opposed to fighting um in the octagon or doing MMA, I do have a wrestling background Mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm an athlete, I'm a competitive athlete. So I just like the thrill. I like the rush of just, um, competing and, you know, really just challenging myself as an athlete. So I definitely know, I definitely see myself doing it, um, or trying it out at least. Absolutely. Um, I definitely can. I think, I think, like you said, you wrestle and you box. I think those things correlate well in MMA, mm-hmm. right? Um, especially with the jab, with the hook, that right, you know, you hit anybody in any type of 
MMA, street fight, whatever, they going down. So now you, you gotta right. think about it too. She's hitting that hard with, with the with the boxing gloves. With the you know, gloves, like, yeah. You got MMA boys, you might you Man, might kill listen. somebody in that ring. <laughs> listen, that that junk be crucial. Even with the eight ounce gloves on, I, when I put them on, mm-hmm. I'm like, this shit got it. This this shit should be illegal because they're so <laughs> small. And you know, you you really try to try to bang it out in there, but right. it's part of the sport, you know. I got a random question real quick, Bolo, now that you just mentioned that. So I don't know if this is true or not, but like, let's say hypothetically, right? Let's say you got into it with somebody like a ra- a regular person just out in the world. <laughs> do, do boxers or just professional fighters, is it like against the law for y'all to actually That's like a good question. fight like a regular person because y'all are actually trained? Like is your hands licensed? I yeah. thought like... <laughs> I've always heard that Technic- rumor. Technically, your hands are licensed, but you know, mm. we also can claim self-defense too when yeah. people be trying to you know people really be pressing fighters buttons you know what i'm saying so right. there got to be some type of defense there in a sense but trust me oh. yeah your hands are definitely licensed ain't, ain't ain't nothing like somebody bumping a hey, bumping bumping against you in the club and you jump in your bag it's over Listen, with i'm like I'm trying to go okay. to the club with you then right right yeah. great i'm with the bomb we good <laughs> <laughs> All right. right. You jump back in below my fault. I just want to. So, uh, now you good. Um, so talk about the training, right? So you're an athlete. Um, one, one thing about, you know, training, I know it's hard and, um, I have a great amount of admiration for, you know, just seeing like Floyd Mayweather, like when they just kind of show how he's running 13, 14 miles and, you know, you see movies like Rocky and how hard they work. And I really think that's true. I really think, you know, fighters, you know, boxers, usually train the hardest out of all sports. I guess, how do you, uh, you know, on average, you know, on average week, month, prepare for a fight? Yeah. So, you know, when we're getting, you know, once we got our fight date, we get into training camp and camp um, could go for two months. And, you know, with the preparation time, um, it can be cut down. So like, for instance, I'm already on, I'm really close to weight. So a lot of fighters have to have a longer camp because they're losing weight. I don't have to worry about that. So I could really do like a month and a half training camp. Gotcha. But, um, you know, we, we train at least three times a day. Or we go from two days to three days, um, train for at least a good, you know, go for a morning run at like 530, you know, do a distance run. Next morning we do a, a sprint, you mm-hmm. know, get in the gym, do a, you know, three and a half hour workout, four hours go home, rest, go do some swimming, come back, rest, go to sleep and do it all over again every day till it's Man. time to fight. So Man, it's pretty I, I pretty thought intense. football was hard. I thought football workouts was tough, but now I feel like I'm soft compared to like, what you're boxing, talking about. Boxing, it requires so much, man. Like it's just, you know, again, if you're losing weight, you know, you got to focus on that. You got to focus on, you know, just preparing your body and your mind and, you know, who you're fighting against. Like, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of mental work um, mm-hmm. that's put right. in as well. Mm-hmm. Do you guys watch like watch film a lot of the person who you're fighting or is it more so just I'm focusing on me? Like, how does that balance? Um, you know, that's my trainer's job to watch, you know, my opponent mm. and to see what their perks are. And then, you know, we just adjust from there. Um, so me personally, I might look at a few seconds and be like, okay, go, I got it. Like, but that's all I really need. But I don't really study because, I, I know what I have to do. So I put more attention and energy towards um, what I have to do. Got you. Nice. Got you. That makes a lot of sense. I'm just, you know, me, me and Bolo, we were teammates in college, played football. And, you know, with football, it's such a 
team sport, obviously. Right. right. So, so much scheme behind it. So much like what did they do last week? And, you know, you know, remembering what they did and what formation means what. So there's film is a large part of our like prep week as we're preparing for the game. So just was curious of how that if that was the same for boxing. But I guess it makes sense. If you're fighting, it's like at the end of the day, it's cool to know some things of, of your opponent, obviously. But we fight at the end of the day. So I got to just bring I got to come out there. I got right. to do me. And yeah, so sometimes for me, my my opinion is, you know, when you kind of focus too much on somebody else, like you start to start thinking how they're thinking or how they're moving. I don't mm. want to think about mm. how this girl going to move in my head because I got to know just the basic. Like if she moved that way, I'm instantly going to move that way because I'm, I'm making an adjustment right. at that right. moment. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to put too much energy like know this person from a to z i'm not doing that right right and usually and that's and that's a good point and i think that translates to to all sports um you know people who overthink or you know kind of think too much usually are the ones who make the mistake right Um, Mm -hmm. because they're trying to they're assuming someone's going to be in a position and they may not be in a position in in football that's when you get beat beat deep or you know that's when you know you make a huge mistake uh, in anything so that's a, that's a gem right there. Um, yeah. I think it's important to just focus on yourself and focus on, you know, the things that you need to improve on and, and work on throughout throughout the fight, the match, the football game or whatever. Trust, yeah. trust the process, trust the work that you put in. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. And that's all, you know, when it comes down to fight time, it's like, OK, training camp's the hard part. Having fun in the ring is when when fight time comes. So it's like do what you do because you already know what you're doing. You know what I mean, so it's just right. making the adjustment and having fun. So. 100%. So I got a question for you. So obviously boxers don't have matches every week, like football or basketball games are every day and baseball and things like that. So you guys really, you know, are crafting for, you know, that, that one opportunity, right? Because you may not get another one till three, four months, maybe even a year. Um, I guess on average, right. If, you know, someone who has some boxing skills uh, were to just say, Hey, I want to fight. I want to, you know, get into a professional match. I guess if you can guesstimate, I know there's a lot of variables in it, but if you can give us like an idea of how long it takes for somebody to prepare for a fight, what would that look like? Yeah. So like, if you're just getting in the game and you want to turn pro, like obviously you have your pro debut. So you would probably get like three fights the first year just to, you know, build your record in that sense. And then, you know, depending if you have a good promoter or someone pushing you or money behind you, you know, you can fight every two months. You can fight um, every three months. But if you're kind of like taking from the bottom up, which I did, like it was one fight, maybe five months, another fight, um, just building in that way. So it just again, the variables differ, but um, it's definitely like probably like three months in between a fight. Gotcha. You can have- I was do- doing my research and correct me if I'm wrong. Before you turn pro during your amateur career, you fought damn near 200 fights, right? Like it was like 165 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But I had like 165 amateur fights. I would just fight because I would I would want to get a fight. And if the girl was too big, I was like, I'll fight her, like just to get a fight. <laughs> and so that just built my experience um for the pro world. And you know, that experience really transferred over. So I'm pretty thankful to have all those those fights and the experience. Oh, that's dope. That's that's crazy. That's a lot of fighting too. Right. Well, like were, were the were the fights kind of spread out across like years, or where you find yourself fighting month every month or every other week? Yeah, it could be. It could be like um, there for a minute. It could be like every month if there was like a Golden Gloves tournament. You know, you fight three times out that weekend. Um, mm. So you know, that's how some of that went. 
It's just grinding. Okay. So I want to go back to your to the beginning. Obviously, I know Brian, you mentioned earlier you started boxing at eight, um, but you started wrestling at age five. So where did that whole just I guess uh, aggression, so to speak, come from? You know, the stereotypical thought is that you know, as a, a young lady, they're going to play with toys, they're going to do all this and that. You was like, hell no, I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to work. So right. where, where does that stick? somebody? <laughs> yeah, right. you know, I would say first off, my family is like all athletics they have an athletic background as is and so like my parents just seem like this built like natural built athletic built mm-hmm. out the womb you know what i'm saying like and so they're like we got to put her in sports Not you know too. you just know when you know right yeah and um you know my parents they put me in in wrestling and you know yeah i'm wrestling boys so like the dad's getting mad i'm beating the boys and <laughs> I, like, I, I like the like i'm just i'm like I'm one of y'all. Like, I'm not even thinking, I'm not putting no gender on. I'm just one of y'all. And, um, you know, that just built from there. And then, you know, after wrestling, I actually wrestled in middle school. I was the first girl to wrestle in middle school. And then um, after that, my dad's like, you want to try out boxing? You know, I had a small boxing um, gym in my hometown and walked in there when I was eight years old and, you know, continue working, working hard. Cause that's all I knew is just the work, do what the guys do, right. Guy yeah. pushups, you know, all that extra stuff. And I just worked and, you know, I competed against the men, nothing new, nothing different because I was wrestling guys. So again, it was just uh, a woman who, who was, you know, eager to work, you know, to show my work mm-hmm. ethic. And that's just what I continue doing. And boxing just stuck. I really didn't think I was going to, Boxing was going to be the that sport for me because I ran track as well as I got older um, when I went to high school and stuff. And I I also did like the little tournaments and stuff that have track, but boxing just was one of them sports. It just stuck. So got you, got you, man. <laughs> now, <laughs> was boxing something that like did it kind of come easy for you, or was it like when you first started? Was it like really tough with you like learning and figuring it out? Um, I, I think it came easy. I think it just came from just the worth work ethic that I had that I was willing to do uh, what was told. And I did it right. You know, like throw your jab like this. OK, I got it right. And, you know, it was just one of those things I learned as I go really hands on type of person. So if you showed me I was getting it right then and there. Got you. So um, I guess kind of talk to us a little bit about the journey. Right. So um, you know, obviously, you know, you, you ended up taking, uh, taking a loss early in your career. You had a knee injury, um, some things that, that you know, obviously took you away from the thing that you love the most. Right. I guess for, for us, I guess, you know, talk to us a little bit about how tough it was for you going through some of those, you know, hurdles facing that adversity and seeing, you know, where you are now being a champion, looking back, you know, what were some of those specific moments that you could pull from that helped you, you know, get to this point? Yeah. So, you know, I told myself I'm, I'm really in tune with myself. Um, you know, I, I write in my journal and, you know, I knew a long time ago that I told myself I wanted to, I didn't want to live an average life. I said, I, you know, I want to be able to have that financial freedom. I want to be able to help people that help me. And so I kept it in my mind, but I knew that, uh, choosing this journey, being an athlete is, is requires so much work. And everything requires work, but this requires a lot of hard work and discipline, sacrifice. And I, I've had that since a young, young girl. And I knew like them high school parties weren't for me, you know, hanging around the wrong people weren't for me. Like I was in the gym like every day, mm. just grinding, 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 getting to the top. So as I as I grew and as I knew the importance of 
what it is to be an elite athlete, not just an athlete, but an elite athlete to get to where I want to go. I'm going to have to work. And so, you know, I had my little amateur career. I turned pro, you know, I went in the pro game. Like I want to be undefeated. I want to be like Floyd Mayweather or Floyd Mayweather, like yeah. undefeated, like only women boxers that can do that. Right. That was my mentality. And so, you know, I continued growing, you know, I had my pro debut. And as I continued with my pro career, you know, I had a step up fight and this was, um, I won a little title WBC and a continental title before I took this big step up fight. This girl was mm-hmm. nine and one. I want to say I was five and oh, I'm like, yeah, I want to, I want to fight. Like this is the competition. Cause I, I like competition. That's mm-hmm. what makes me better. Right. So I'm like, let's, let's take this fight. And, you know, I took the fight. It was a great fight. It was a split decision. I really thought it went my way, but you know, she ended up winning. So, you know, after they rose her hand, I literally in that moment, I'm like, shit, I'm not giving up. Like, all right, well, got a loss. What's next? You know what I'm saying? I love it. But man, I, I took a big detour in my life. And prior to that, um, you know, I was in a bad relationship, very toxic. And that transferred into my boxing career mm. and my boxing life. And it really just messed everything up for me. But it was a life lesson. Like these were lessons that were God was really showing me like, listen, like we got, I got a certain path for you and now you got to learn the hard way. Now we got to take a detour to get you back where you was going because that girl ended up moving on and fighting one of the, the top girls in the world right now and became a former world champion. So I knew in that position, that mindset, like, damn, that could have been me, but I had to learn a lesson in that, in that given point, in that given time. So here I am, you know bringing myself right back up. You know, I fell off, you know, when you get a loss, people are like, yeah, you know, who is she? Right. right so right. been overlooked was being overlooked. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I was prospect of the year, blah, blah, blah. Like all these good things happen. And then boom, I got my loss. I'm like, okay, but I know what I got to do. I got to just continue working hard, staying in the gym. I changed my circle, went to a new gym, got a new coach. Um, I did, you know, I had to make a lot of changes and understand that like, you can't bring everybody with you and not everybody who is for you is actually for you. You know what I'm saying? They, they really toxic and you really got to weed that out because you have all these people around you consistently. And that's what athletes got to understand. Everybody wants to be a part of the success, but the hard work is they don't want no parts. They, you know, they want to come when you get in the money and when the success comes. So, um, you know, after that, I just kept building, building, you know, I went through five trainers, you know, I finally found the trainer that worked for me. He ended up passing from COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, still continue mm-hmm. to, to keep pushing. Um, I'm like, yeah, I never gave up. I'm like giving up is not an option in my head because I don't put the work in since a youngin. And so I'm like, well, we're going to get this in. And then after I got my fight, I probably waited like two years um, to get back to the ring after my loss. And just from that moment, then I just kept that momentum, just working, 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 working. COVID happened, still fell off, had to get knee surgery. That was two years off of, Man. off the sport. Um, came back with another fight, um, with a tough girl too. I'm like, you know what, put me in with a tough girl. I'm like, you know, and that was one year, you know, I was trying to rush my, my recovery from my mm-hmm. surgery. I'm like, yeah, I want to get back in there in June. And really the, my one year was in October. And so again, God has a plan. So I kept being patient. Like, no, you know, we had gotten two offers, two world title offers, um, before my one year anniversary for my knee. And, um, I'm like, yeah, let's just take it. But I'm just like, it's not in my coaches. Like, it's not the right time yet. Like you really just got to keep being patient. 
went patient, been patient, boom, got the call to fight Terry Harper for the world champion. I'm like, bro, we are taking it. I said, this is it. This is my opportunity. I know I can beat her. Let's go. Like I already did the recovery from my knee. And just to sum it up, that's how it went. That's beautiful. That's a hell of a story, man. It's one of those things where, you know, you listen to your parents, you listen to your coaches. They always kind of tell you the stories of how hard you should work and how you should persevere. And, you know, I'm a, I coach high school football, so I'm always instilling that in my kids and they always kind of brush it off, just kind of being teenagers. Right. But just to see you live it right to, you know, kind of get off track. Right. Usually people get off track and they're like, hey, it's, it's no coming back. Like I might as well continue to stay on this path. But you found a way to get back you know, and get to your ultimate goal. And that's, 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 that's it right there. I mean, I, I wish, it. you know, I wish my, my kids could, could listen to this because, you know, no matter how, how many times it's so, so cliche, no, no matter how many times you fall, you know, you get back up, you know, now you're the world champion. And that's exactly. the difference. It's very cliche to say, you know, it takes hard work. You gotta work hard. No, you really have to work your ass off. And when you do fall, get right back up because life, that's life. You're going to fall, but you have to have that strength and that mentality to say, you know what? That's going to teach me. I learned a lesson in everything that I, that was a setback for me. It Mm -hmm. taught me something, you know what I'm saying? And that's life. These are life lessons, um, which makes me the athlete I am today. I'm going to have another, you know, setback. I don't know what it is, but I'm prepared because I know that, you know, that builds strength in, in some type of way, some form. You know what I mean? So um, it's, it's, it's a journey, but it's, it's well worth it. You know, I wouldn't have changed it because, you know, I am where I am today and my, my performance of that fight of, you know, winning a world title, like was so phenomenal. Like it set everything apart from what people are normally seeing from women's boxing. You know what I mean? Right. So I just know that I'm different. I know that um, uh, I got a God given talent. And so it's up to me to use it to the best of my ability. You know what I mean? I'd be cheating if I didn't. You know what I mean? So you about to make me tear up, Alicia, man. You over here like I ain't trying to get spiritual and all that. Like you said, yeah, she's dropping so many gems. Like it's literally the story of of life. This is life. life. You're going to you're going to have roadblocks. Even even when you do bust your ass at something, you still gonna have roadblocks. So, but mm-hmm. so it's about how you gonna bounce back and to hear your story, your path, and how you've been able to persevere. Like I'm, my heart is beating right now. I'm inspired to just get better at what I'm doing. So, get in the gym, yeah. just work. You know, we seen some of the videos. I'm like, man, I need to go ahead and get the bench pressing, get on right. treadmill. I need to do something. Right, right. Yeah, you know, and I think what else is important when you know, you know, everybody knows individually what talent they have. When you know you, you're it. And you got that that star power, that that God given talent. You're gonna have. You're gonna be. You're gonna Say be. Challenged. You're gonna be facing. I, I face doubt and success right at the finish line, or like right at the start line. You yeah. see, doubts right here, success is right here. It's right there, and it's like, which way are you gonna go? And it's so easy to go to the doubt. I, I so remember easy. I was training. I had one training camp, um, and I knew once I went there, I'm like, this this is gonna test me right here. This is a big test. And I kid you not, I look doubt in the face. I'm running like we're doing 800s. And I'm I'm looking doubt in the face like, bro, like, fuck. I'm like, cuz I'm like, fuck you. Like, I can do it. And like, I pushed through that. And after that camp, I had the awesome experience and like performance. I'm like, I literally faced doubt and doubt. Like, there's, you know, what athletes don't understand or what some people don't understand is like, 
athletes have doubts. I've had many doubts. Like, all the maybe time. got it. Maybe, you know, I'm not good enough. But man, when you face that and you say, you know what? No, I believe in me. And you push past that. You break those mental blocks. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. So I'm like, if I can do that, I know I can do that. So there's just, it's just ongoing, you know? No, that's a hundred percent, man. It's been so many times where during my football career, like it wasn't easy for me at first. I wasn't that good at first. I had to get good. And it was, oh, I couldn't even count on my hands. So many times I'm thinking to myself, like, man, shit, like this ain't for me. Like, should I, should I move on? Should I do something else? And even in, like you said, there's been specific workouts where the, our strength coach is killing us. We're doing all types of like crazy stuff, right? And I'm like, man, I'm not going to make it through it. But then you do. And it's like, huh? So I was like, if, if I can get my mind right, then mm-hmm. I can execute. And it really shows you the power of the mind. Like you, you hear that a lot, but it's really like, it's a fact. If you can get your mind to tap into this different space, you can exactly. accomplish down there anything you want to accomplish. It's, it's almost, it's scary in a, in a positive way. You know no, what I'm saying? exactly. Exactly. Because yeah, that's just true. That's facts. That's facts. I love it. I love All right. It. So I'm corny. So I, you know, I got a little quote, right? They say, if you <laughs> They say, if you think you can or you can't, you write regardless. Amen. You know? Amen. So there's so many people who, like you said, even before the game starts, before the matches start, you already got in your mind, you know, that, you, that you're going to go out and you're visualizing, you know, what you're going to do right. If you're thinking about messing up, then, you know, you're going to mess up, right? So it's just kind of putting that, putting it out there, putting it in the universe, being confident. And that's kind of what I wanted to lead into. Um, talk to us about your confidence. Um, I think that's one thing that stuck out to me when I started to, you know, look at videos. I think I seen your, I believe I seen your post-match interview um, after you won the championship and they were asking you questions and you said something to, to uh, along the lines of like, I just knew, like I knew, you know, and I had to prove people that I can do it. Like I, I just knew it was going to happen. And you sound very confident in, in a couple of the videos I was watching. I think that was a few times that you said, like, I just know I can do it. Like I just wear this confidence. I guess, where does that confidence come from? Is it, does it come from being like an elite or does it come from like working extremely hard or is it a mixture of both? What do you, what do you think that that pulls from? It's a lot of things. One, it's, it's being a woman. Two is being a color of woman, mm. you know, being in a two male dominated sports, mm. being in a sport where women are overlooked and we got to work twice as hard. Don't get the same pay. Don't get the same opportunities. It comes from, you know, knowing the, just the possibility of being that, that woman, that world champion, you know? And, um, it just, it just comes, it comes from, you know, just grinding every day, every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, this got to pay off someday. Got ain't got no choice. Got no choice. Like, I don't know when, I don't know when, but that, that, that's the, the faith of the unknown mm-hmm. of saying like, you know what, if I put the work in, something's going to come out of it. And so I just kept that attitude. I kept that faith um, regardless. And, you know, just being in the dumps, being in the darkness, having those dark days, Knowing mm-hmm. that, you know, the light's going to shine one day, you know, joy comes in the morning, like, listen, okay, it's a new day. What are we doing today? Type right. thing. So mm-hmm. I think the, just that confidence was just building as, as I grew older and older. And I just knew this is, you have to believe in you. Believing in you is having confidence in you, right? Yep. And it goes hand in hand. And it's kind of scary to one when you, when you say like, Oh, I believe in me, but do you really believe in you until you have to be tested to be, to actually do it? Then you're like, okay, now I know where this type of, this is the type of belief I really got to have. Uh-huh. You can say it, but to do it as well, 
is a different thing. And I say right now, right now for that fight, I just went in there saying I'm, I'm, I'm confident. I'm, I just went in. And I just carry that energy. Mm-hmm. You know, it might've been a small little thing like, Oh, well, we'll just have to see. Cause that's just boxing. But I'm like, you know right. what? I'm confident. I've been saying and the new every day in the mirror, Let's go. writing it down yeah. and boom, when it happened, I'm like, okay, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Like you can carry that confidence, but doing it and like just seeing and just follow, follow up and follow mm-hmm. through. It's like, okay that's where it comes from. And so it just builds and it's just a, it's a humble confidence, you know, it's never to boast about it. It's, it's a, yeah. it comes from a humble stunt standpoint from where I came from. That's real. Love it. No, I love that for sure. Um, mm-hmm. So I, w- I want to switch gears a little bit here um, and give you a chance to just highlight your team. So, I mean, like I told you before we hopped on the call, I had a chance to talk to, uh, I'm going to call her auntie Latoria. She's my auntie now. I I know, you know, Tony Harrison, LJ, you know, I know they are your lead trainers, if I'm not mistaken. Just talk about your team. It seems like from the outside looking in, you guys have a true like family like like relationship with the whole entire team. Was it like just training at the Superbad Academy and just being a part of that whole that whole family? Yeah. So just first, just walking into the gym, you feel the fam, the just the atmosphere of just family off rip. And so when I went there, you know. They made me feel like family. The atmosphere was great. The energy energy was great. So I'm like, man, this is where I need to be. Like, I've been missing this this part of it, you know, because you got to have great relationships when you're in boxing with your trainer, you know. And so going to, you know, super bad, I'm like, damn, like, this is where I need to be. Like, everybody was nice. Um, you know, they welcomed me. And, you know, I have a solid team, like really solid people, you know. And when when they're like family, you know, you can trust them. They want what you want, you know, just genuine from the heart. You don't yeah. come across those type of people a lot. And when you do, you know, it's it's definitely a blessing. And I had been praying, honestly, for like a long time to have a team, right? You know, you see these big teams, these big entourages, but guys, like, I got a small team for you, but they're most, they're important people. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's not a big, it's a small. And so um, that's what super bad is. It's, it's a family and um, just a solid team, you know, athletes as well, you know, LJ, um, he p- played uh, basketball overseas, Tony being a formal world champion. You know, they're both coaches in the game of boxing. So, um, you know, their dad even being a professional boxer. So everything just flowed like perfectly. And, you know, they, you know, LJ was able to work with Tony before he worked with me. So we knew that the world championship was coming. So, you know, he was prepared in that sense. Tony was prepared. So it's just great. It's all around. I got a great team. And my auntie, like, she's the only auntie I call auntie. And um, <laughs> she does everything, man. She She's like the glues for all of us. And so she makes everything happen behind the scenes, on the scene. So, you know, I'm very thankful to have her as well. I love Absolutely. it, man. Nah, that's, that's what it's all about. I mean, your team got to be solid because that takes away Not stress too. from you and it makes it think <laughs> life a lot easier for you as well. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like, too, like in boxing, like just from me watching it, like you have to have a, a great team, like a small team, right? Like people who are ringside coaching you through, you know, some of the hardest moments as a fighter. And you're literally trusting them because they see things that you don't. Right. Um, talk to talk to us about like building that trust. Like obviously it's, it's family oriented. Right. And one thing you mentioned that I caught on to was like you was like, hey, you know, I really don't watch film. My, my team watches the film and then they coach coach me up and tell me what to do from there. So I, I'm thinking from there that that has to be a lot of trust. Right. It's kind of like 
you know, you almost going in there, you know, blinded and you're just like, you know, hey, if the trainer's like, hey, you know, she's she's coming with a strong, you know, right hook. So you'll have to counter that and, and be ready. Right. So you have to listen and, and trust them. I guess. Was that a uh, something that you had to break into or were you just a- able to just easily just jump into it and listen and catch on and, and, and build that trust connection, you know, that that quick in the ring? Yeah, no, I've I've always been a great listener. I've always been mm-hmm. a student game. So I'm just like, you know, they want what's best for me. And so I'm a listen again. This is my fifth coach, my last coach that I, I had stayed with. So I'm like, you know, it's necessary. You know, I know mm-hmm. that this is I was, you know, my missing puzzle piece, I as I say. But, you know, they they have my best interest. So it's just like, okay, I just do what I gotta do, and that's train and, and work, and they'll they'll do the rest, you know. Nice. Love it. Now, I have one more question about boxing. This is just kind of one of my older questions that I always just kind of heckle my friends uh, about. So talk to us a little bit about. So obviously, like in football, um, like when I play football, I play defensive back. So like, obviously, it's kind of like the last line of defense. You know, people are usually quicker, good eyes, you know, interceptions, you know, um, kind of that good stuff. So for boxers, right, I guess tell me the top. I guess the top attribute someone needs in order to be successful, mm. is it, is it good hands? Is it good feet? Is it good eyes? Is it, you know, good coach? I guess I, if, you know, if we were to get rid of everything, like all those attributes and you only have one attribute that you could stick with in the ring, what would that be? That's a tough I question would, right there. <laughs> I would say footwork Ooh. because mm. footwork is so key. It helps you stay on balance. It helps you get out of the way of punches. It helps. Listen, you can move around the whole ring and not get hit. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? Right, right. Um, you know, so I, I would have to go with footwork. Yeah, I like that. I like that. that. If you ain't getting hit, then hey, you at least got hey, a chance. <laughs> bad feet don't eat. Y'all hear that out there? Bad feet do not eat. All right, you yes, heard sir. it here first. Yes, sir. Man, real. So, so I do want to, you know, uh, transfer just outside the ring. So I saw that, I mean, you're into fashion. You're, you're doing modeling. I believe you signed recently with Ford Models. Uh, talk about just your 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 passion outside of the ring for fashion and modeling. Is this something that you see yourself really diving deep into, um, maybe post career or continue continuing to do it now while you're fighting as well, or what? Yeah, you know, I think it's great to have a balance of both. Um, for one thing, I'm in the entertainment entertainment business. You know, mm-hmm. myself, if I can be the, my best promoter, I'm going to do it. And so, being a model outside the ring um, just helps transfer you know, in the ring, you know, I, I say I'm a beauty and a beast. And when you can do both, you know, it just adds more on to um, what I'm doing, you know? And so again, I like to, I like to dress up. I like to enjoy myself when I'm not working out or being in the ring um, fighting. So, you know, that's like my fun time. Yeah. I actually noticed that doing, doing my homework. I'm like, I've seen like four different versions of Alicia. Like she can do whatever you need from her. She can make it happen. You know what I mean? Literally, so. <laughs> literally five different knees. So I'm like, I'm all for doing new things too. Like, you know, I might not be your, like what they would say, average model, whatever, but I can do it. I, and I, I feel like if I put my mind to anything, I can, I can be good at it. So if they told me to, you know, be an MMA fighter shit, I can do it. Like that's, <laughs> that's that confidence. You know? <laughs> Well, I'm going to say that I ain't trying to mess no, because I know, I think you're signed to Adidas, right? I think you got some type of deal with Adidas. So I don't know if it's exclusive, non-exclusive. I don't know. But your boy do own his own active wear clothing brand called Live For Today Clothing Brand. 
I don't know if there's a world where you're allowed to wear other stuff, but if it is, I would definitely hook you up with a package. We can talk about that a little later, but I want to I have to do that seamless plug for my clothing brand. <laughs> yeah, problem. We'll make something work, something shake with that. I love it. I love it. Well, let's let's go to the quick hitters here, Bolo man. You know, we, we love to end the uh, the the interviews on more like you know quick hitters, a little bit you know fun questions here. So um, we got a few questions here. I'll, I'll get it started. Who are your top five women's boxers of all time? So I would say my favorite boxer to watch because that's that's a tough question, right? Because women's okay. boxers are on too much. But I would say, you know, my favorite fighter would be um, Ann Wolf. Are you guys familiar with yeah, her? I've actually heard of Ann yes. Wolf. I went Ann- back. You you made a comment, and we'll get to it. You made a comment on one of your interviews about how you would do Michaela Mayer. And I, I was like, Ann Wolf. So I did my homework. That knockout was nasty. I'm going to let you jump in, but that knockout was nasty. <laughs> nasty, right? And honestly, like, I've never met Ann Wolf before. And again, when I got into the game of boxing, like, I didn't even think about other women boxers. Like, you only heard of Layla Ali. Like, that's yeah, it. Right. Like, oh, Layla Ali, cool. But I was never starstruck, and I was never, like, I never used other women, like, in the game to, to be my motivation. I'm just like, oh, I'm an athlete. You know, I want to be like Mike Tyson. You know, that was my mindset, right? Gotcha. Um, so like Ann Wolf is like one of my favorites. She kind of reminds me of myself, just like her build and her, you know, she has a great story, um, you know, and, you know, a great boxing um, career. You know, Christy Martin, like all these women, like Christy Martin, Ann Wolf, like, you know, they brought the sport alive. You know, you can't mm-hmm. can't forget about Leila Ali. But I guess I'll be honest, like I don't really watch a whole lot of women boxers in the sense of like. I'd rather watch men boxing because I fight like a guy. Okay, well, we can change the question yeah. there. So who's, your, who's your top five men to watch? Yeah, so I would say um, Mike Tyson. Of course. For one. You know, I, I like Canelo. I like Floyd Mayweather. I like, um, you know, you know the whole Kronk era of fighters. Mm-hmm. Just pinpoint one. You know, you got Tommy Hearns and stuff. Yeah. Um, and um holy feel nice mm-hmm. i like your mindset at least i, I say I get, them some heavy hitters yeah, too at least you like, like the, the physical people she like the people who knocking boys out it's gonna be a okay. brawl okay like <laughs> <laughs> every day um so i uh let me ask you this what's your favorite sport outside of boxing do you do you watch other sports you, are you interested in any, any other sport or, or is it just fighting <sighs> i i like to watch I'm like kind of getting the likes of basketball, but track is like my thing. So when like the Olympics comes around, like mm-hmm. I like watch track because I was going to run track before I box. So no football. You, you don't watch. Ain't your cousin I, Micah Hyde, if I'm not mistaken. He is. I'm not like the, I'll watch it. I'm not like, Oh, football's on tonight. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <I'll watch> it. <laughs> you probably would have been good. Low key though. I mean, you, you like being physical, you wrestle, you, you box, obviously. If there was like a show, you probably would have been a good ass free safety. I think out there just hitting hitting boys <laughs> downhill. Right. Did a power puff football in like high school one time. I said, "Listen, I don't know no positions. Just give me the ball and I'm gonna run." I'm That's running, I'm running, throw <laughs> That's it. Okay, okay, and then all right. So this last one here, this is this is a fun. This is a fun one here. If me and you got in a ring, Alicia, for three rounds, I have no experience. Me okay. and you got in the ring. We sparred for three rounds. I'm six foot, about 260 solid. 
how how would this go down? Me and you in the ring, I have no experience. How is this going down? Talk I, to me. I would I would drop you with a body shot. Ooh, body shot. Hit you where it hurt for real. You gonna huh? You I got all them. You gonna crumble. <laughs> yeah, and nah, I can feel it. Soon as she said body, I, my stomach started, my ribs started hurting. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a bigger dude, so them body shots, they're a little different. <laughs> Going to crunch your ass for real, for real. First <laughs> round, or, or do you spare me and let me make it to the second round? I, I give it to the second. Okay, that's, that's my girl right there. That's the homie. That's the homie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, like, this is super last thing here. We, we, we end every show with a fun game. So this game is just called Finish My Statement. So I'm gonna just say say a line and then you you just finish it. So the first one, my favorite meal after a fight is salmon. Ooh, okay. Fried like fried salmon pies or like the grill. Grill. It's okay. grilled salmon. Ooh, vegetables and rice. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> the next one, and I'm, I'm gonna keep my fingers crossed. I'm gonna assume you've been here before. My go-to order at Coney Island is. Wings and fries. Yes. Okay. Okay. Some wings and fries. When I go, I get that. So I ain't been to Detroit in a minute, but I used to go all the time. I would go get that chicken pita. Get that chicken pita next time, Alicia. I'm telling you, it's going to be a If it would have been a great one, what food do you get at the strip club? And I would have said lamb chops. Lamb chops at the strip club? Oh my gosh, they're amazing. I promise you. I don't think I I had some chicken wings off the chain, though. But hey, shout out to the strip clubs because the food be off the chain. I'm telling you. Off the chain. Listen, I I never ate lamb chops. I came to Detroit. I'm like, let me give these lamb chops a try. I was I've been in love since. So Man, that's I'm crazy. Gonna, when I, I'm pull up to Detroit, we gotta get some lamb chops now. You gotta get some lamb chops. We're <laughs> right. in town. I'll make sure y'all set up for that. Oh, we got oh pull. for sure. It's a bet. It's a bet. So okay, this next one. I ain't trying to start no beef. I'm just asking a question or finish my statement. Michaela Mayer is. Getting knocked out next year. Ooh. Ah, let her know. Y'all just heard it right here on the porch. Y'all, just heard Y'all it heard right it. On the porch. I love it. I love it. She got me over here a hype ball low. I ain't hey, gonna I'm, lie. I'm ready. I'm ready. I might have to start by at least at least training shit. I might not fight train, but just, just start you know doing I mean? the training. A couple uh, air jabs, you know. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Uh last one. In 2022, Alicia Baumgartner will. Be undisputed world champion. Boom. There it is. Out there in the universe, ladies and gentlemen. She said it, so now it will happen. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Well, we want to thank you so much, man. You gave us, you know, amazing interview. Uh, it's been a blessing to even have you on here. When we initially reached out, it was kind of just, you know, a shot in the wind. I didn't know we was going to get her back. Nothing. I go through my emails. I'm like, hmm, scrolling, scrolling. I'm like, oh, what's this? Uh, kind of looks interesting. Sent to my auntie. I'm like, auntie, take care of it. And then she's nice. like, hey, do it. I'm like, okay, bet we can do it. But mm-hmm. I rarely be, I like, I check, but I don't check. So coming across you, I was I'm like, oh, podcast, cool. Let's do it. So See, that's how I know. Listen, I, I, I got to get deep one more got time. got a real one. This, but we got a real one. And this was meant to be because she don't even really check her emails like that. The fact that she, she just that's what I'm saying. To see our email and, and then Auntie Latrell hit your boy up immediately. This was supposed to happen. So, and I know we're going to do some more work down the road. And I'm, Still talking to you to your auntie about some in-person stuff we got going on. But yeah. it's been a pleasure to be able to meet you and we Definitely. wish you nothing but the best. Keep grinding, keep inspiring. No, I had I had, oh. I had one I had one more thing, Dinell. One more. No, no, one more thing, Alicia. I, I guess obviously, um, I just want to 
to obviously say thank you. Um, you know, you're a black woman, you know, in a professional sport, you know, doing a lot of different things, going to different, a lot of different angles. And, you know, you have that confidence that's pouring out. Um, I guess, what's that message for that black girl that's out here, uh, you know, trying to get to it, you know, maybe hitting some trials and tribulations right now, you know, looking for, you know, that word of wisdom to get to potentially where you are um, and start to see that light. Yeah, my advice would be, you know, keep God first, continue praying, you know, stay humble and work hard and know that anything that you put you put into will will come out for the greater good. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, just keep working hard. You know, don't give up either. Like giving up is should never be an option because life is full of opportunities um, and, and dreams. Like I would go drive and go see these big houses. I'm like, damn, I want one of those one day. And I'm like, yo, you can have one of those. Just believe that you can have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For it. So it's just putting in your mind, visualizing it, writing it down, praying about it, speaking out loud. Like all those things are important. And that's what I want other people to know. And another thing is like just people in general, athletes, like the mental um, part is so important. I wish I had more of that when I was younger and I didn't. And I had to like gravitate towards that when I got older, like speaking to myself, talking to myself, um, you know, self-love and self-motivation. Like you got to do that for you. Um, you can't get that from nobody else. No one's going to love you. You know what I mean? So you got to, you got to continue that. It's a, it's a, it's a daily assignment. You know what I'm saying? Daily assignment. That's that. Now that's a gym. Self-love, self-care is a daily assignment. It's a daily thing. Drop the mic. Drop it right there. So y'all already know, man, this is the Porsche, man. So y'all can follow us wherever you you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Follow us on the on Instagram at the Porch Podcast underscore. I'm your boy D Nail. Got my boy your, Bolo. Let's get it. Let's get it. Chased all our dreams and now they can't believe it. We make it look easy. We achieving everything we need. Now we undefeated. If we link, no, it's only business. If we get to speak and leave them speechless. I did things for free, but now it costs to see me. When you see me, you ain't gotta greet me. Just don't plot to sneak me. I'ma see you. I'ma stop and watch you lose and get defeated. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.